Mad scientists create human-bred yeast in a lab. It, quote-unquote, works like a charm. <laughs> it works like a charm. It works like a charm. That's a is good that, thing. Is that the modern equivalent of it's alive? Like, <laughs> I, I prefer the succinct what? version. We call it a shutter, and it protects the windows from micrometeorite. The problem is, in space now, many things will kill you. So, so. Micrometeorite will kill you. You got it. Okay, I got it. <laughs> I don't know, we're gonna have to do something for you. Hello and good evening. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob and this week by the Duke of Ice. Where the folks who find the method of madness reasoning the unreasonable makes sense out of nonsense because this is okay. Hear me out. How are y'all doing this evening? Fantastic. How are you guys? Dapper. I, legitimately, I, I wanted to steal a guitar riff and make our own version of it and just use that as our theme song. It's so good. <laughs> What are the odds that you can get in contact with that music guy and have him make you something? I think he's like Romanian or something. Uh, I, th I know who it is. I just can't remember his YouTube now. What, what's wrong with him being Romanian? Like That sounds Eastern European. Yeah. yeah. It sounds pretty cheap to get him to sell it to us <laughs> or allow us to, to use it. Oh, he's like a huge flat earther. They'll probably just give it to me for free. <laughs> Awesome. Well, you can call into the show and let us know if you like our potential new intro song at 1-833-666-911. Again, that's 1-833-666-0911. All right. It's good to know. <laughs> the dude was uh, getting close to violating uh, the non-aggression principle here. <laughs> ABC, always be watching to see if you mess up the intro. <laughs> the Duke con constantly just gang stalking me, even when he's not in the room with me. And that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone has to keep me on my toes. Uh, you, you, can you feel it in your toes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Christmas yet. Calm down. All right. How's everyone feeling? How's everyone doing? Are you guys ready for the vaccine update yeah like I, I get another boost like that that sort of update so we don't have to rely on spotty sources and news journalists tracking sudden deaths of soccer players all across europe on the field randomly from heart attacks right we don't have to do that anymore because the science has concluded that the vaccine will in fact it's not related to vaccines no oh sorry go on <laughs> no. We have hard evidence from the UK government has revealed that one in every 246 people vaccinated against COVID-19 in England has died within 60 days of receiving a dose of the vaccine. Fresh new data coming straight from the NHS. How, how many people? One in every 246. What? And that's within a... a it died uh, within 60 days? Yes, within 60 so, days of getting their shots. A, a quick clarification on this point. Do you know if this was within 60 days of their first shot? So so as in, 
between of any that, shot, probably the 30 days till their second shot and then the 30 days until they're fully vaccinated. So, like, were they even fully vaccinated when they died? <laughs> it seems like a very they misleading They never got the chance, Josh. Bob. The first one fucking did the trick. <laughs> You're going a little fast. I want to go. I want to look at each of these graphs. Can you go up to the first? Yeah, one? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just just because I want to read out like what we're talking about. Can, okay, can so... I ask one question real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Is this all causes? So <clears throat> they link uh, the COVID nineteen deaths, non COVID nineteen deaths, and then all deaths. Okay. On, okay. on this on this graph here, number of deaths within twenty eight <clears throat> days of COVID nineteen vaccination in England by age group. Okay. But it doesn't say the age on this. There's graph. one above it. Can you go up? I just want to see what that is. Okay, so that's just talking about the age group. Yeah. Week after vaccination, yeah. Pretty similar across the... Oh, it's each week. Okay, gotcha. So the age yeah. group they're looking at for all of this is 10 to 39. Which Jesus. Is a weird, that's a weird age bracket, right? You know, No, you know what it is? It's the age bracket of you're not going to just randomly die age bracket. Yeah, that's... Um, <laughs> dang. Yeah, good that's... point. That's a very good point. That's the age bracket. Like somebody, somebody over at the NIH is based and is like trying to be like, look, the people that when God's still on your side and your heart doesn't just randomly stop are dying at a rate of one out of 246. Man, that's really sad. That's a lot of people. Okay, so what we're looking at right okay. here is number of deaths right. within 28 days of COVID-19 vaccination in England group. So within 28 days of vaccination in England, this seems to be mainly the elderly, like on the high end, but it's still on the like very high end. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you're still looking at like ages 10 through 39, almost 700 people died. Uh, 40 to 49 was 1100, 50 to 59, 3000. Like that's still significant, I would say. Right. Yeah, that's definitely significant. They dude, they shut right before this particular vaccine, if they got like 20 of these, they shut it down. They'd well, recall it. This is yeah, a time period January 2021 to May of 2022 as well. Yeah, it's a 5-month yeah. period. Yeah. This isn't even in a year. Okay, so what's this next chart right here? A year and a half. Uh, uh, monthly age standardized mortality rates by vaccination status among 18 to 39 year olds. Okay, so this is what we were talking about a moment ago. Yeah, so they break it down. Oh. Green is unvaxxed. Uh, orange is two dose. Yellow is one dose. And red is three dose. And the highest one for all of these is one dose. Right. Why do you think that is? It gets the job done quicker. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah it, like it, yeah some of them it drops off for the second dose and then the third dose at the end it's of like it the third dose again. over overtook everyone and the lowest number on the whole thing is is unvaxxed unvaccinated in in every month that it that it was saying yeah so these Holy are non-covid 19 deaths in england it's weird that they're even like i don't know like this is such an interesting study. I wouldn't have expected something like this for like years. The stats are really weird because they, they don't have, at least I, I'm not seeing here a frame of reference for, say, um, three years prior for these age groups uh, in these months, so many people died or like what? I, I don't know where to like. So what if 28 days after a, a vaccine, so well, many people died? So what if that many people died in general anyways? 
Um, so I, I can put this in perspective for you a little bit yeah. here because this next report uh, out of globalresearch.ca or something like that, uh, they came out and actually determined because they weren't being completely honest about, they weren't giving the mortality rate per 1,000 people per age group uh, yep. for the younger age group. They wouldn't do it for the really young, like from like the kids all the way up to like 18 years old. They did not display a mortality rate officially in the study. So people had to go figure that out themselves. And then they compared that uh, up against like previous years and stuff like that. So this next one says UK government admits COVID vaccinated, uh, vaccinated children are 4,400% more likely to die of any cause and 13,000 more uh, percent more likely to die of COVID-19 oh, than un unvaccinated children. Times? Now, yeah. hold on two things uh, or, you know, two things. A, obviously, when they say of COVID-19, they mean of COVID-19 and of the vaccine because they won't say right. it's a vaccine death. <clears throat> yeah. But the one that is in support of that is of any causes. Well, no, the any of any causes is the more important one. The right. of could die of COVID-19. People who aren't vaccinating their children and aren't getting vaccinated are not getting tested for COVID-19. So that's fucking obviously retired. Like, that's why unvaccinated people aren't dying of COVID-19 because it's, you know, it's bullshit and they don't, they don't get tested for it. So, right. You tested it like when, when they're dead, <laughs> post more like don't, isn't that a thing? No, that is true. They do do that. But a 44 part of a standard X, autopsy, 44 to one. Yeah. 45 yes. times more likely to die. Yeah. To die. Than unvaccinated yeah. children. And 137 times more likely to die of COVID-19 than the unvaccinated children. Oh, that, the unvac that part doesn't matter. That part doesn't matter. The, really, the only one that matters is but, the 44 times more likely to die. I understand what you're saying, but the sales pitch is get vaccinated so you won't have a severe reaction to COVID-19. I know, but it's not about the COVID-19. <laughs> it's not about the COVID-19 because the unvaccinated kid dies. He never got tested for COVID. He's not going to come up as died of COVID. Right. They never could because I'm... My kids would never be like, oh, he had COVID. No, he had the flu. Yeah. My my kids, my family will have the flu and these retards families will have COVID. You know, it's it, but they had the same thing. So they go on, uh, they failed to provide uh, the death rate per 100,000 person years among children or teenagers where they have provided it for all other adult age groups and every other table uh, contained in the de uh, data sheet or data well, set. Well, that would stop their money laundering scam. It's just well, children's yeah. privacy. Come on, man. <laughs> the companies that can't collect data on children, like uh, health them agencies, not going to report data on children. Yeah. In either of these studies, do they mention heart failure? No. Any cause. Here we go. Those kids so, died doing what they loved, getting a free sucker. <laughs> <laughs> As their heart exploded walking out of the doctor's office. Mortality rates by vaccination status per 100,000 person a year. England children aged 10 to 14 for a period of January 1st to the 31st of May, 2022. Yeah, five um, months. Yeah. No, Wait, January so, oh, no, 2021 to May 2022. And so yeah. you have at the bottom here, they're all the same age, but it goes from unvaxxed, first dose, less than 21 days, first dose, at least 21 days, second dose. You see that? It's kind of hard to read, I assume. Second dose between 21 days and six months, second dose at six months. Third dose or booster less than 21 days, and then third dose or booster at least 21 days. 
And wow, so the third dose slash booster fucked, it fucked people, up. people. Yeah, th- this is now this is children between the ages of uh, ten to fourteen, 10 to 14. as well. Wait, and then this isn't just a stat of most people are vaccinated, so most people who die are going to be vaccinated, right? Is that three hundred almost almost three hundred ten to fourteen year olds fucking dropped? Dropped all the per hundred thousand. Is that per hundred thousand or is that uh, per hundred thousand? Yeah. And this is all deaths, so there a there could be some accidents, whatever in there. But look at these old stats. There are like none, no kids were dying of fucking accident. A couple, you know, a handful, right? Of kids were dying before. So like there is a major spike, and it's like, what is the, what's the discrepancy there? Oh, it's the fact that after the third dose, they fucking started dropping dead of heart attacks. No wait, I, actually, um, I I think I might have realized something. Well, I'm I'm here on the fly. I'm gear, gears are cranking. Uh, so. Maybe the NHS and some other health Literally. agencies might have been premature with some of their recommendations uh, between vaccinated and unvaccinated people. So, uh, at least in, in my life, my, my experience, I saw a big trend of unvaccinated people, or sorry, vaccinated people going out not wearing a mask anymore because they thought they were safe. But the mask doesn't just protect you from COVID. It protects you from a bunch of other stuff. And unvaccinated people, of course, you know, they still follow the rules and get wearing their masks. So they were safe. Case closed. God damn it, Josh! What the fuck are you even talking about? I, didn't even, I couldn't follow that. Did anybody else was, follow it, that? It was a mask bit. Uh, that's all I could put together. I, I picked up on it pretty quickly. It was that it was a mask bit? Look, Josh, we just talked about this before the show. We just talked about how you graduated from Shaggy Dog to Zinger. What do you It was. Oh man. I love how he did that though. He did that as a joke for us. I mean, no one else heard our conversation earlier about how he doesn't really do that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. We were giving him a whole bunch of attaboys. He's the zinger guy now. And then he starts on this thing, and I'm like, oh my God, you motherfucker. He's doing it again. (laughs) He's doing it on purpose this time. It's even worse than we thought. Well, but you can't be mad at us, Josh. You got us. <laughs> stop, stop being spiteful. You yeah, won. he is. He's fucking mean mugging us right now. Yeah. I wish you guys could see this. I'm the victim. Me. Yeah, we're the victims here. <laughs> Relish in your victory. Hey, for, for, any, for any real victims out there, eight three two six 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 three nine eleven. Just um, one show of support. Someone out there. <laughs> So, <laughs> something I want to ask you guys, because we're looking at a lot of death and a lot of numbers here, just like the last several years of our lives have just been colored with this nonsense constantly, like just every waking day, it's been a part of our lives in some shape or form, like, and now to see like these stats roll out on it, like how good does it feel to be like from the early on, like just calling it for what it is? Like, it feels good, but seeing, like, these numbers are sickening, too, at the same time. Like, it's just gross. Like, I don't know, man. I, I'm, con- I'm conflicted on it. Like, it's it's good to be right, but, like, seeing this many kids die from it is just, like, it's just really yeah. upsetting. So, I'm, I'm right all the time, so this is no, like, perspective shift Surprise. for me. <laughs> yeah. <Whoa. laughs> but, yeah. I, I'm pretty... uh, no, it's horrifying. It, no, it's horrifying, and it's and it's. Uh, I I'm happy that it's less. It's almost a little less horrifying than I thought it was going to be. I think so it is the less good horrifying. News. Yeah, I I think it's less horrifying than they wanted it to be. 
because I don't think they have the means to. I I think if they had their way, they would have made this a mass sterilization fucking program. But I don't think they're capable of doing it, to be honest. Yeah, because a large portion of your early show was like dealing with this week by week as it came out. And, you know, you're two years into your show at this point and we're two years into this. Like, I mean, I do remember at one point, Aaron, you said that you don't think they were going to succeed in it. Yeah, yeah. And like, is this, you is know, this a day of triumph. It wasn't as bad as it could have been. They failed. Okay, I, Homo was right. <laughs> what? Okay, <laughs> we're hold always. On. I'm, dude. We're always right. I, I fucking was right about every single aspect of this fucking gay COVID bullshit two and a half years ago. Okay, hold on. I might have to do a little research on this one because I do remember there being a, a an article saying that I, it, it came from the same NIH or NHS like uh, data sets, but it was something like forty percent of women either had like miscarriages or it affected their menstrual cycles from the vaccination as well. Oh, duh, a ton of that. We, it's yeah, like actually we accepted now. Yeah. We talked yeah. about that. I don't know if it was on the show, but like six months or so, like it was like a ton and ton of cases of this, um, like miscarriages and whatnot. Just like everything was way out right. of back. So I think when the totality of it comes out, because these different, fields of like uh of doctors are finally catching on to like what's happened there's reports of um cancer doctors being like oh yeah there's uh, we've had this huge spike in cancers and very rare cancers coming up that i've seen once in my career all of a sudden i have three in like within the last month like shit like that uh you have like the menstrual cycles the miscarriages like all these other things i think in totality it's a lot worse than like what we're still looking at here which is like children dying basically i agree I agree, but um, so like there is going to be a number of women that are sterilized from this for sure. But what's funny is, and one of the reasons they don't succeed in these fucking gay like supervillain plans that they have is how much did this cost in like public awareness? Like the amount of people that realize that like from three years ago to now, the number of people that are like, wait, is a satanic cult? that like fucks children like in charge of the world like the amount of people with that thought going through their head is a lot and they're like doing what we're doing with like Boogerel. it's like oh so we got to start a farm and have like 13 children like so that's why like it offsets they can't beat you know what i mean they don't end up winning in the end they they don't and it and the way you win is to literally breed become self-sufficient have a million kids it's fucking <laughs> And they've gotten so many people where that's now their plan that's almost like snapped out of this fucking weird nightmare of the of our fiat currency system that you're like, oh, none of this matters. And these guys are demons. Yeah. I need to create my own army with my penis. Like, Josh, what do you think about this? Like, you know, you started the show probably way more skeptical of all these different ideas and whatnot. And now we're now we're looking at like literally lists of like dead kids and like just the fallout from this like what do you think I mean, about for that, it all? for that for that 10 to 39 age range i mean that's, that's what i fit in and i'm looking through these plots and seeing the unvaccinated single dose two dose three dose uh, data i don't see a chart for four dose how do i know if i'm safe <laughs> <laughs> well okay so there's a trend to these charts i've just noticed that the third dose uh it's labeled at the very end the third dose or booster at least 21 days ago the reason why it's a little bit lower than third or than the second dose 
on this graph is because this high chart for the second dose is at at least six months ago. So they, they give it, they wait a little bit longer That's... and it gets substantially worse. And so if there was one more bracket here for third dose at least six months ago, it would be higher than the highest second dose. You see what I'm wait, saying? So we shouldn't wait multiple months between our boosters? Well, we haven't gotten there yet. You follow that trend. And you're fucked, Josh. You have four shots. You're totally fucked. Like, <laughs> just saying. I think to close my opinion on it, it's like, I mean, we still live in a world where people like talk about AIDS like the big bad boogeyman that it was like 40 years ago. It wasn't until like this show and I looked into it that I really like changed my mind on it. I don't think as much damage as this will cause, I don't think it'll ever be that way for many, many people. Like, it'll right. still remain, like, the two years that everything went to hell and we we beat it. We won, you know? <laughs> oh, there's a ton of people like that. But luckily, they're all sterilized and uh, their kids are dead. So we don't have to deal with them for too many generations. <laughs> Another six months while with them all. They are sick and dying at the behest of the people that they voted into power. And uh, they don't want any help. They don't need us to fix that. And they're not going to fix it, so... You know. And they'll never admit they were wrong. That like that that's where pride comes in as a deadly sin. Like just admit you were wrong. Uh Owen had a great analogy of that. It's like if you're at a if you're at a party with a bunch of people and you like went to grab like a cup of beer and you went to drink it and you realized it was a cup of piss, they're the type of people that would sit there and drink the whole cup of piss so that no one knew that they drank piss. <laughs> <laughs> just so that instead of spinning it out instead and being of like, spinning it out going, oh my god it's fucking who pissed in this cup I'm gonna kill that motherfucker like those are the two types of people <laughs> no what they're really doing is they're at like the gay pride event and they sip in they're like mm, piss mm. they're like this isn't piss this is <laughs> the pissiest wine I've ever had Dude, I bet you're jealous that you're not drinking this I'm like I don't want that that's a cup of piss Trust me, fellow white people, it's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the what else you got for us? <laughs> what, a, what else you got for us, Bob? Well, uh, if that doesn't uh, freak you out a little bit, uh, but don't worry, we also have the, was it the COVID-19 official treatment here in the U.S.? That's the only treatment that's... that's uh, certified uh, allowed to use by doctors and everything and that's paxlovid and um what the fuck exactly is, is that's what i said i had never heard of this it's it's the official the only josh right help me that's out what on biden's this biden's taking yeah it's like the only recommended or like authorized drug that that uh pfizer made yeah like they, they had remdesivir for a bit but like remdesivir wasn't doing uh, whatever it was supposed to do and so they i think they took that off the market and now Pfizer has their, their own drug because, you know, Pfizer was a, a monopoly mm. on COVID treatments or whatever. Mm. And now people are banging down doctors' doors trying to figure out what is Paxlovid mouth and how the fuck do they get rid of it? Uh, Maybe you take that COVID toe out of your mouth. mouth? Yeah. <laughs> so, so the people that are taking this antiviral medication are experiencing a very, very bad taste in their mouth. Uh, some describe it uh, patients who have taken Paxlovid have described it as sun-baked trash liquid. <laughs> oh! What the hell? <laughs> or a mouthful of dirty pennies and rotten soy milk. 
Oh no, that's that's wait, normal. That's... Wait, hold on. <laughs> these are the people who know what rotten soy milk tastes that's... like. I, I was about to say that, Josh. <laughs> yeah. How do these people know what rotten soy milk is? <laughs> that's the that's the normal taste of having your mouth around the cock of the government for two and a half years. That's what it tastes like. <laughs> that's the straight up rim job of of the FBI right there. <laughs> yeah, like that's what yeah. that is. Oh my god. Uh but they do say, doctors do say it's a small price to pay given that nearly ninety percent reduction in hospitalizations and deaths among those at risk for severe diseases from COVID nineteen. No, you don't doctors, understand. I need hold to on, take hold that. on. Hold on. Says doctors and people who have taken the medication. <laughs> I have never Thank you, science. <laughs> I have never seen you guys try so hard to step on my sweet jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that that final line, it was like the doctor's like, it reduced 90% of the hospitalizations, says the doctor and and the patients. The patients are saying Because <laughs> they're in a cult. About- <laughs> they're just like in that they're like in a gay sex cult, and they're like the ghost of Ruth Bader Ginsburg said I had to rim job the government and uh, eat my rotten soy milk trash pill, or else uh, COVID would have killed me. <laughs> you guys yeah. have a control group for that? No, everybody had to get vaccinated. <laughs> oh, cool. So yeah, it was like the smell that hot garbage has, but in your mouth. One described. So that's great. Take the pill, get an early death, take take Paxlovid, get shit in your mouth. So, grim future for everyone. That's my COVID update for everyone, vaccine update. It, is this is this how they convince people that bugs taste good by comparison? No, yeah. it was Hot Pride trash. Month. This is how they convince people of what it's like going down on a trans man. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that's true. They're, they're breaking us in. <laughs> So you're saying you're reinventing the phrase of tasting that sweet puss. <laughs> <laughs> that sweet dilated puss. That, that's that like dilation the, bussy. That was like one of the grossest <laughs> things I've ever said in my life. <laughs> Brad, glad to have you on the show, buddy. That's making me <laughs> gag. What is what do you, what do you got next, Bob? It can't be less gross. Josh is up. <clears throat> oh, Josh. Mad scientists create human bread yeast in a lab. It works like a charm. What the yeah. fuck is human bread yeast? What, is it? what do you think it is? Let's go there first. Oh, no. They're going to do vagina yeast infection yeast and fucking I, bake bread with it? Surprisingly not. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank God. I mean, it's probably going to be equally or more horrifying, but I really thought it was like, Oh, if your girlfriend has a UTI, don't let that go to waste. Let's bake sourdough. <laughs> We're running out of grains. We need to do everything we can. Yeah. No, this is just the satanic version of the body of Christ. This is what's happening. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So, what's, right. so we don't what's need the deal? some transubstantiation prayer. Fuck that. We can create our own human literal body bread. Yes. Yeah, How so, we talk but, about parasites and like gay rim job cults, and this is the grossest episode we've done. <laughs> this is getting there. <laughs> Keeping it so together. what is this? What is this? I don't know what human yeast uh, is so, apart from uh, what we've already said. A team of scientists at a Delft University of Technology in the Netherlands managed to successfully insert human muscle genes into a bit of baker's yeast. For the first time. <laughs> that, that answers all your questions, right? 
we can go on to the next. So they're thing. just trying to. Why did they do that though? What's do they have a yeah. reason besides we just want to be cannibals? Yeah, you well, can't just do this just because it's fun. Like, why did you do this? So, as compared to human cells or tissues, yeast is a fantastic organism for its simplicity to grow and its genetic accessibility. Its uh -huh. DNA can easily be modified to address to fun address fundamental questions. You got it. You got it yet? No, no, I, I don't no. believe them ever when no. they talk about gene modification. No. For one, but uh, go on, please. Okay, <laughs> let me let me let me actually cut to the chase because I I read the whole original first article and they don't actually explain what they're doing. What they don't explain the why of what the point of the human gene yeast shit is. So, but then then I clicked on the link study article to SciTech Daily and. Uh, I think it's a pretty good explanation here. Uh, now that we understand the full process, medical scientists can use this humanized yeast model as a tool for drug screening and cancer research. Drug screening? Hold on. Drug screening. They're going to be piss testing us using yeast now to like catch us smoking pot? Actually, I'm not sure on that. Right. That's, what it, that, that's the way they wrote it. That's what it sounds like. They, they don't explain themselves. It's a step right. up from if a dog barks, you have COVID and you have to go into a fucking quarantine cap camp. <laughs> well, no, but so well, so the, so the point of it, it's it's similar to it, it's a similar premise to how uh, embryonic stem cells are used in developing vaccines. Except so they're effectively they're creating lab tissues to test um to to learn more about that and to test drugs on and things like that. So one of the big things is they can uh, some some of these um. The, the reproduction of these muscle genes and tissues are relevant to uh, cancerous tumors and how, how those reproduce. And they can kind of recreate that in this lab environment and actually, you know, learn no, more can't. about the cancer, test drugs on it without <laughs> having to have an actual human. And it camp. makes delicious avocado toast. <laughs> they're, they're making demon bread. That's what's happening. Yeah. What, what was the bread part? Didn't they say they baked bread with it? No, it's baker's yeast. No, that's just the, the type of yeast they're using. Yeah. And so if you guys didn't know, yeast is a single-celled microorganism classified as members of the fungus kingdom. Yeah. So I don't know exactly. Like, it makes bread rise, basically. Like, that's all I know about it. And scientists found it so very important to, to transfer muscle tissue, human muscle tissue, and start making people bread. I mean, like, scientists use bacteria, they, they genetically modify bacteria with various uh, genes and chemicals because they reproduce faster and they can, like, you know, they can create sources of this through that method pretty easily. It's, 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 it makes enough sense in premise. This is baffling. Yeah. I think we'll need, like, a follow-up, and we'll have to keep our eyes open for this because it'll, like, be half-heartedly mentioned in some weird, like, biological news article about science. Being like, oh, scientists developed this, and they use like this groundbreaking human yeast or whatever it was in, in whatever research, and then from there, I think we can kind of deduce what the fuck's Dude, going on. Just wait six months from now. By six six months from now, we're gonna have cancer cured. No, actually, no, that's, that's yeah. a little unrealistic. Let's say say in in May of twenty twenty five. Oh, I was gonna cured. say you better yes. fucking say twenty twenty five when all <laughs> the cool. It's gonna be like the it's, Jetsons that year, dude. It's gonna be a good yeah. year. Uh, flying like cars. Return to the moon, cure cancer. That's 2025. I would honestly love if, like, the world ended when Josh was hoping for so much in 2025. <laughs> like, it was just the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
the four horse in the apocalypse literally ride out of the fucking clouds as he's wait waiting to see a spaceship hitting the nasa like shuttle as they come down just destroying it yeah it just explodes it <laughs> I think Bob might not want the best for me. And this, this is something my therapist has um, referred to as a toxic <clears throat> friendship. I, I think uh, we, we... I'm not the one setting such high standards for 2025. I'm just saying, just have not... it be a normal year. Maybe we go to Japan. Well, other than that, <laughs> not as fucking toxic as your weird cannibal bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's carcinogenic. It's tox toxic and cancer causing are different things, Aaron. You will live to see man-made horrors beyond your comprehension. And in this scenario, they are literally man-made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Soylent Green, everyone. Congratulations. Well, the, you know what? Because, um, Bob, you were saying how we got we to gotta keep an eye out for that because you think it's going to, um, like, you're going to see it popping up. Yeah. I think at best you're going to see it pop up like uh like it's a, a potential future thing that we're going to do just like this article does and they open up a few departments in some cancer research places and you never hear from it again kind of like how they were going to use uh allergens to like help help fight cancer like use your own the your own body's what it's naturally allergic to and like attach that to cancer cells and your body would fight the cancer cells right it's just a way to be like, there's this new outlook on scientific discovery. Let's section off another billion dollars for this specifically to start, you know, paying scholarships and giving grants and shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not going to actually ever do anything because it's like we were talking about. It's a science where the results aren't a one to one. Like, it's not like a cell phone where you have you can't say this makes calls and then it doesn't. You know, so it's like this might may possibly cure cancer in eight to 75 years. So you should give us all the grant money. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah you can, keep your fucking demon bread to yourself. Well, on that note, I'd like, to, we... I'd like to remind everyone of the stat that came out recently too, that it was something like uh, the, the vast majority, I want to say it was like 90%, but the vast majority of money going towards cancer research and cancer curing studies um, was effectively wasted, as in the studies were uh, poorly designed, not repeatable, not re replicable, not replicable results, or yielded nothing. Um, so, so just uh, as a little data point to contribute to Aaron's theory about uh, whether or not this, you know, yeast as a, a cancer research contributor will yield anything of value. Yeah. So it's like every yeah. other thing done in science that. It's not directly related to a fucking product, a consumer product. Oh, Brzezinski, if only, if only we had let you just be free. <laughs> or anybody that does any science, and that's how we did it. Just a random, smart, autistic guy in his fucking yard to be able to do whatever he wants. Yeah. Like Royal Rife. Then we would have Jetsons. We would Roy have the flying cars. Hashtag Royal Rife was righter than you think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. I want to continue to be grossed out. What's next? <laughs> oh, boy. You're up. No, you're this up. This one made me laugh. And then it it made me laugh. And then the claims made are incredible. So should I hit the, the drop? Go for it. Yeah, I, absolutely. They have discussed. They do discover it in the title. So. <laughs> Thank you.
You need to know what science discovered. You need to know today. Whether it's space or bones uncovered, it's definitely fake and gay. Scientists relieved to discover curious creature with no anus is not earliest human ancestor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. I would like everyone to know that right below that in bright red text, uh, like like literally like the text one line below that says peer reviewed publication. <laughs> it's all linked. Just in case you thought the title was a joke. Like, it's, it's very, it's, this, this is as scientific as it gets. The best part is that because the website is called Eureka Alert. And then you read the headline, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, a, an international team of researchers have discovered that a mysterious... They're always mysterious. Do you ever know that these adjectives are not scientific at all? It's because they're science fucking... fiction writers. Exactly. Science communicators. Mysterious <laughs> microscopic creature from which humans were thought to descend is part of a different family tree. It... Oh my god. What a fucking yeah, you have to, you have to click that, in the show notes and see what this actually looks like. This it's, it, it looks, looks like somebody like got a monster nailed it. Yeah, the, you, I, I no. think Josh nailed it. It's out of spore. The, yeah, but, it's, <laughs> it's spore. Say, the, this is like the second evolution of microorganisms. The article's writing the joke for you. The next sentence says resembling an angry minion. It's like they yeah. know. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to go over to Midjourney and type in purple spiky minion and see what that gets me. <laughs> spiky, no wrinkly, spiky, <laughs> wrinkly sack with a large mouth surrounded by spines and holes that were interpreted as pores for gills. Inter okay, interpreted. Oh, nice, guys. Thanks. Yeah. A primitive feature of the deuterostome group from which our own deep ass ancestors emerged. And they know this. <laughs> guys, did you do you know what the deuterostome is? Yeah. Is oh, that yeah. like testosterone for Deuteronomy? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It's uh Thanks, it's a micro it's or it's all these uh it's different creatures that's anuses developed before their mouths. No, that's Wait, not what? true. That's what? immediately false. That didn't happen. That's Wrong. true. That's how they're described. No. That's what makes them a deuterostrum. That, that cannot be a real No, I'm just saying that doesn't exist. That That's not a real cat classification really that exists less than white holes and that already existed the least so yeah no far. these are black holes these are brown holes <laughs> <laughs> yeah why did scientists classify this why i just googled by it. anus development because they are they're all gay retards <laughs> what are you talking about it's, it's an important adaptation for survival <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing has ever started with waste management first that has never happened that that's just not possible. It, it's mostly amoeba that don't have mouths to just like absorb something <laughs> and then shit it out. And they say that it's an anus, I guess. But, I don't know. But it can't even start with butt first. That doesn't make sense. It's like saying you start with the house with the trash can. Like, oh, that's the house. <laughs> like, no, it's not. No, it can't be. You're wrong. Well, you do dig the septic pit pretty early in the job site. Now, I'm just saying. <laughs> We're jumping uh, on. Maybe, maybe once I give you this. a better, I'm gonna give you a better scientific. <laughs> give me your science. <laughs> well, 
I don't want you guys to think that this is just dumb. That th- I want you to know that this is real oh. science. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Yeah. I didn't mean to shit on it. So you 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 know they're of an anus. they're uh you know they're researching this this thing that's clearly thought they thought was one of our ancient ancestors. Um, and you know they probably found a bunch of these because they're alive. Uh, how extensive analysis of 500 million year old fossils ah oh, fuck okay never mind they're completely dead um so i guess this is a fossilized angry wrinkly minion what does that um, mean well this is the part i found interesting and this is how i know that it's real uh-huh who wants to take a who wants to take a little guess on how big this creature is that they found a fossil of oh it's probably like fucking three like a third of a micrometer like or micron across or something. Something absurd. Yeah, like um like whatever what the those... size equivalent of a femtosecond is. What what are those like <laughs> what are those like dust nano fucking bugs that like can't be killed by like any pressure or temperature? It's like it's like the size uh, of one of whatever those. bears. Yeah. Actually, you're giving them more credit than I thought. That they thought <laughs> that I can't wait till they claim to find fossils that are microscopic. This one's it, it the fossil is 1.3 millimeters in size. Oh, that's not too bad. Wow. It's literally well, it's like... record size. <laughs> so Aaron's like, wait, wait, wait. How, how is this a microorganism if it's that big? I got a question. <laughs> well, this is its evolution. Don't worry about it. Don't ask those questions, Josh. It had, it had a. They thought it was spiny gills, and then they thought it was a spiny butthole, and then they realized that it was actually its mouth, and uh, it didn't develop its anus first, so. It couldn't be our ancestors because, as we all know, we evolved from a single-celled organism that turned into a literal asshole, then turned into a worm, that turned into a monkey, that turned into us. And that, my friends, is science. We need the missing uh, link. Where, where where did the assholes come into play? <laughs> first. Then did you listen to what a deuterostrum is? Yeah, the first thing that developed. <laughs> yeah. So... What came first, the left or the right cheek? That's the ultimate question. <laughs> I want. I just want to do a thought experiment, guys. How do you, how do you distinguish between a one point three millimeter fossil and a clump of dirt or a tiny, tiny, tiny pebble, a chip of rock? One point three millimeters is nothing. That's so tiny. How did they find this and determine it was a fossil? Well, look and at they're this saying thing. it's 500 million year old. That's what they colored it because they decided that's what it looked like because all the spikes were broken off. That's why they miscategorized it at first. Oh, they gave God. it spikes later. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they drew those on. They put those on in with uh, they literally gave the suction mouth from Spore just all over its body <laughs> and said they're spikes. Yeah, so they're making a lot of a lot of guesses at at this stage, right? Hey, they at least like, this time they're claiming well, that no, it, they have eighty five percent of its body, unlike when they do a tyrannosaurus off of a fucking tooth. It looks right. like the guy that made this is named Philip Donahue. Let's send him an email and ask him his process in creating this image. No, no, no why, I, I was I was just not? gonna say like I was I was reading more into the article and um they they talk about how. They, they the empirical data they use to come up with this uh, 3D render of the creature. They they take hundreds of X-ray X-ray images uh, X-ray images at slightly different angles, 
and um, and uses a supercomputer to recreate the 3D digital model of the fossils. So like, oh my god, they, they that's got, they got more all overhyped the details. than fucking No Man's Sky monsters. X-rays, X-rays, and supercomputers. They're blasting like a grain of dirt or a grain of rock with like some like fucking radiation being like, oh, look how cool this looks. That's yeah. Like, like that is not the result of a supercomputer. That is literally one of those bouncy jelly bean, jelly bean monsters from No Man's Sky. And in the board, like, there's no way it was colored like that. How would they know that it was this bright pink thing? It's uh, that that works in Primordial Ooze world. Like, haven't you seen a Chris Kassab video where they show the, the Primordial world and, like, everything's purplish? <laughs> it's, on, a, it's a shout-out to Chris Kassab. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> they're, they're stealing the uh, the color palette from his videos. Isn't it fucking incredible, though, that they really try to claim that they found 1.3 millimeter fossils? Aaron, take, take a look in show clips. I want you to, to look at the, the purple spiky minions that uh, Midjourney AI generated. And see how that compares. Oh my god, the AI generated literally the fucking this creature. Perfectly. <laughs> oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, yep. Josh, you know what? I think we found our new career. We're gonna go find microscopic <laughs> fossils now. All the big ones have been found. Now we can just find microscopic ones and have an AI bot just paint them how, for us. We, we, we're so concerned that the AI art is going to put artists out of jobs. But really, it's going to put the x-ray technicians out of jobs. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got a supercomputer. Let's just tell people we have a supercomputer. That's what we got to do. You guys do that, and I'll pretend to find a bunch of different species of, uh, of shrimp. Shrimp. And then we can compete with how much grant money we can pull through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, It'll be fun. That would be, be a times. fun scam. Like, if we could figure out a way to try to get grant money for a fake science project. Like that would be one of the most ultimately fun things of all time. Right. The, the only problem is that none of us have like seats We're at the table, accredited. like u universities. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly. <laughs> Gotta be in the club to make the money. All right, Duke, what do you got for um, us? I posted it in show clips so you can stream it real quick. Okay. Um, but it's a very important Antarctica update. I oh, wanted to make sure. all they're all important. People? All right. People stationed in Antarctica menstruate too, and it's a struggle. Here's how we can support them. <laughs> I thought it was too cold to menstruate in Antarctica, personally. Well, I just, you know, I picked this beforehand, and somehow it just fits with the gross theme. So let's just keep chugging along, I suppose. Women have been doing field work in Antarctica for more than 40 years, yet they comprise just 25% of the expeditioners in the Australian Antarctic program. Despite decades of progress, historical issues with sexism and gender bias continue in extreme field environments set up for men. Here's why that's a problem. Managing menstruation in particular is an overlooked challenge for women working in Antarctica and other extreme male-dominated environments. If we want to build a diverse and inclusive polar workforce, we need to openly and willingly address the challenges that women, trans and non-binary menstruators, face in the field. <laughs> they actually say, like, I saw the, I saw the people, the non-gendered people in the title, yeah. but... Oh, but they started okay. off... With women in the first paragraph. Yep. And so then they kind of realized. I know how this started. I know why we have this article. If 
fucking the 25% of the women that went there, they all fucking, uh, they flushed their dirty tampons down the toilet. They fucking flooded out the septic system. <laughs> they destroyed their septic system on their Antarctica base. And it caused like this huge fucking thing. And all the women were like, oh my God, why can't they accommodate? All the dumb shit that we do. Wait, constantly. you're saying none of the men, <laughs> well, the men down there know any, yeah, know any basic plumbing? Come on, so fucking useless. I'm saying that the on. women there don't understand basic plumbing. Hold <laughs> on, Bob is Bob is getting close to the problem that they have to deal with, and that's the waste <laughs> management for this. Yeah. And so to scroll down a little bit, women have been similarly excluded from space travel because their hormonal bodies were deemed to be too unpredictable by NASA's male leaders. So Based. yeah, na- and where that gets into Antarctica. <laughs> Uh, one expedition. Wait, is this why the blood blood falls is happening? Because of menstruation. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what you call foreshadowing. <laughs> one expeditioner told the writer of this article, "I haven't had great conversations with other women because there haven't been any that I've worked with. <laughs> I've been very much by myself with these things. So why is menstruating difficult in Antarctica?" Well, for one, you can only toilet in certain places due to environmental protection laws. You must collect all of your bodily waste in sealed containers, which are carried back to a station for incineration. Because expeditioners may have to keep used menstrual products with them for several weeks in the field, they need to consider not only what the products will they will use, but how to dispose of them. So... They have come up with reusable menstrual cups. Oh, oh. they are often, <laughs> they're often preferred because they produce no waste and can be left in the body longer for four to eight hours than disposable products. However, cups must be emptied and cleaned at least three times within 24 hours to minimize the risk of toxic shock syndrome. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> gross. Wow. Holy shit. Um, At first, I thought I had something in common with her when she said that uh, she hasn't had any interesting conversations with women. (laughs) It all went downhill from there. Okay, so this lady, she's like, oh, I got used to, like, learning. There's a learning curve. I started using them, and she was like, I really liked it over tampons. The hard thing is cleaning them discreetly. Like... Like, who the fuck cares? You're in a frozen wasteland tundra, and one wrong move will kill everyone. Like fucking that's get over the kind of toxic masculinity that's ruining Antarctica, and we need a, ge- a d- gender diverse polar workforce. Well, <laughs> technically, isn't this literally toxic femininity killing them? The also I the mean... environment. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> women I mean, are causing climate change. <laughs> it's literally their bodies shutting down because they have toxic feminine waste in them and they need to remove it. Like oh literally more dangerous than the 200 mile an hour winds and negative 100 degrees. Celsius. So menstruators must also be prepared to manage their menstruation in small shared spaces. The women that the, uh, the writer interviewed described the complexity of doing this in male dominated teams. The first time I went to Antarctica, I was, like, out on a boat, and it was me and a group of men, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's my period. What do I do here? (laughs) The the Valley Girl California accent was perfect. Like, oh, my God, what the hell do I do? (laughs) And then they have a picture of, like, Walmart and a bunch of menstruation products, which is clearly not relevant to what this is talking about. 
And then the oh. article goes on to talk about how you can support menstruators, which, I mean, just seems completely irrelevant. Wait. Uh, <sighs> read her next quote. This one right here, the two-liner. I sued. I sued. Yeah. <laughs> I sewed myself underpants that I could, like, Velcro on the side so I didn't have to take all the layers off my legs and my feet <laughs> to change my undies. Oh my god. Women engineering. <laughs> I present to you. Dude, she's on t- she's on pace with Pettit for fucking inventions here. What the- Velcro oh undies? Uh, she, the rash isn't as dangerous as the top. Yeah. Yeah, breakthrough bleeding or spawning could be a side effect <laughs> um, because they have no extra supplies and little maintenance. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. This is talking about... um. L-A-R-C, which is Long-Acting Reversible Contraception. So they're saying, (laughs) having my period in Antarctica was a nightmare. Somebody told me they had an Depro-Provera, which I don't know what that is. This is the fucking product that they're actually advertising and the entire purpose of this article, probably. Oh, my gosh. What does it do? That is pretty It's a a type of injection, they're saying. Okay. Yeah, so it's an injection that you take before you go, and they're like, well, that wouldn't be a bad idea to not have a period for that particular time, but I have my period anyways the whole time. <laughs> Did you understand how it works? I love okay, it. Whatever. <laughs> so I got the shot so I wouldn't have my period on the trip to Antarctica, but I had a period the whole time at Antarctica. Like, could you believe it? <laughs> Surprise that you're horrifying human experimentation didn't prevent you from your normal bodily function. I'm sorry that you continue to have... That's a good thing. It's a good that it didn't work. It means your body survived the procedure. Uh, oh, God. And then it just goes on to talk about gross procedures. Blah, blah, blah. Bottom line is menstruation in these settings has largely been treated as an individual problem and not a site for organizational attention. This needs to change. Why? Why does it need to change? Wait, wait. So, so this is another thing, like uh, with the whole pandemic response, like with the whole with financial, uh, with the whole financial situation, whatever. Where it's the government or my boss needs to do something about this. Where it's I, I can't be in tr- responsible for this situation anymore. There's a slight difficulty, so my boss needs to figure out a way for me to menstruate more efficiently in antarctica i'm not gonna lie it is pretty funny to like okay so you know the movie the thing where it's just entirely men like that's just been the plot of antarctica for decades and all of a sudden women show up and they're like where do i put these things and the guys are like i don't know we didn't ever can't leave them here you have to carry it you have to carry it out you bitch (laughs) (laughs) yeah think about the planet we weren't thinking Wait, about this. Wait, hold when on. We built this. Somebody put a match to it. We got to see if it fucking boil, <laughs> bubbles and shoots up in the sky so we can hit her with a flamethrower. <laughs> witch, boom. <laughs> Calling him a witch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's um that's that article. I like the tags. Hashtag menstruation. Hashtag fieldwork. Women in STEM. Antarctica research. Women scientists. Women in academia. Menstrual health. Oh, there it is. There's the ad at the end. Maybe maybe next next election cycle we can uh, have a Duchess of Ice instead who actually cares about her denizens. I'm just I'm just hung up on that like that scene from the thing where they figure out how to yeah. tell if you're an alien and they're like drawing blood from everybody and it just gets to like 
All right, Sally, you me, no, we don't need cup. to draw blood. It's literally everywhere. Yeah, the cup <laughs> yeah. has been it's fucking everywhere. Yeah. We haven't been able to walk outside in fucking weeks because aliens are killing us. Yeah. She just, she she just unvelcros the, her side pocket pants that she sewed herself. <laughs> <laughs> this hey. isn't even field work. We're not like, you know, outside uh for Hey Veronica, believe it or not, uh your velcro pants didn't really hold anything <laughs> in. The blood's fucking I've tested it seventeen times already. Uh, you don't you're fine. The second you open your velcro pants. I got Paxlovid mouth. I could taste it. <laughs> <laughs> Get her out of here. <laughs> uh, oh, well, thank shit. you for that. For continuing the very gross um, show theme this yeah, week. Yeah, get such Dude. a gross show. Yeah, you've been listening to OK Gross Me Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron and Bob, how are you doing this week? <laughs> yeah. All right, to close things out on a high note, we have a voicemail from an unlikely caller. I don't usually leave voicemails, but I wanted to let you guys know that sitting under my poplar tree, watching my cock gobbler of a neighbor chaser toddler down the street, while A. Aaron talked about Doppler was a life-changing experience. <laughs> <laughs> Any comment? I can help you out, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, that's the show. Wait, we're not talking about the, the earth and climate anxiety? We did that that's, at the time. That's not gross. Yeah, yeah it's not gross enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bit. You've got mail. What the fuck? Thank you, science! <laughs>